Hi, this is Deborah Cohen, and we are live, alive-o, here in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. And I would like to welcome you today to take the next 30 minutes, if you have a place where you can be quiet and learn. And we're going to practice a meditation at the end of today's meeting here online with a story and a song talking about trees in the Bible and my favorite psalm, 92, which is in Hebrew, Sadi Katamar. So get yourself comfy and I'll be right back after this message. This is Deborah Cohen, and the music you're hearing is from my discography online. So you know, if you are a friend of an artist, or an indie artist in this case, that the way that you can show your support, and it doesn't cost a penny, is to share the music with your friends and family, or repost something that I've posted, or stream my music. Did you know it takes like 5,000 stream listens to be able to afford to buy a t-shirt, which I'm wearing today, called Kulanu, meaning all of us. So it takes a village. That's what they used to say, but it takes all of us. So you can help this artist by sharing, streaming my music. And if you say, wait a minute, I don't know where your music is. Well, just go to DebraCohenMusic.com. Or, if you have a pencil and you want to write this down, you can go to my distributor. Their website is unitedmasters.com slash Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, dash, Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, dash, music. Yes! And find a song that you like and share it. Post it. All these things. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you can find at the at sign Jewish Rock Music. So there you have it. So let's talk about trees today. Because this is the month of Shvat. And for those of you that are learning about Judaism, like even myself, I'm always learning. One of the beautiful things about Judaism is that we're always growing if we want to. There's no such thing as retiring and sitting in the rocking chair when you get to be my age and just vegging out until watch the cows come home or whatever the saying is. It's studying the Torah and practicing what you learn and being a light instead of a drain. <laughs> you know, those people that just... No. Kvetching, they call it, but that's not a, tr a true example of Judaism. 
we, we know from the Bible story, and if you read the Torah, what happens when you complain? First of all, our Creator does not like complaining. We see that in the stories. So don't complain. If you need help, go to a counselor and pay them so that you can tell them your issues and heal, heal. So that's it. We have what we say. Watch your words. There's my little commercial. Anyway, somebody must have needed to hear that because it's not in the script. All right. So let me get this fixed so I'm not uh, too loud, which is what I'm known for. <laughs> too funny. All right. I wanted to share with you something from Chabad first because there are eight facts about the Hebrew month of Shvat, which we're in. And these are things that I didn't know, so I thought that maybe you might be interested in them as well. Jews around the world usher in the new month of Shabbat. While not as well known as the Hebrew months of Tishrei or Nisan, when we celebrate the high holidays in Passover, but Shabbat is a month rich in symbolism and meaning. Number one, it's the 11th month in the Torah. Now, the Torah doesn't give names to the months of the year. It calls Nisan, the month of spring, the first month. Counting from Nisan, then, makes Shavat the 11th month. The name first appears in the book of Zechariah, or if you want to say Zechariah, and is believed to be a loan word from ancient Akkadian. Related to the word lashing, the name refers to the heavy rains of the season as winter draws to a close. Rain, in Jewish tradition, is tied with blessings. The reason why we use Babylonian names is explained in Chabad. If you'd like to explore that, you can go to Chabad.org. Three, the age of Aquarius. The sign for the month of Shvat is Aquarius, the water bearer. This further ties Shvat to the rainy season, reflecting the biblical verse, quote, water will flow from his wells, end quote. Number four, make like a tree. Shvat is well known as the month of Tubushvat. I always <laughs> stumble over that word. Tubushvat, the new year for trees. But according to the Mishnah, there's an opinion that the new year should be celebrated on the first of the month, not the 15th. Number five, the king's speech. The month of Shvat was when Moshe prepared for his passing in the following month on the 7th of Adar. He took the opportunity to rebuke the children of Israel, as recorded in Deuteronomy. Out of honor for the Jewish people, Moses saved these words of rebuke and heartfelt criticism until right before he passed away. <laughs> Is it any wonder? Number six, how do you say Abraham in Chinese? The Midrash explains that Moses spent the month of Shabbat translating the entire Torah into the 70 major languages then spoken. This teaches an incredibly important lesson. Every Jew has a connection to the Torah, 
even one who cannot read it in its original Hebrew tongue. Number seven, a major epoch. Now, there's some controversy about how this word is pronounced. E-P-O-C-H. Epoch. Some people say it's supposed to be said epoch. No, I don't think so. It's epoch or epoch <laughs> in Chabad's history. Two significant events in the life of the Rebbe, Rabbi Menachman Schneerman of Righteous Memory, took place in the month of Shvat. The 10th of Shvat is both the date when his father-in-law, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak Schneerson of Righteous Memory, the 6th Lubavitcher Rebbe, passed away in 1950, and the date a year later when the Rebbe assumed leadership of the movement. On the 22nd of Shabbat in 1988 is the day that the Rebbe's wife, Rebetzin Chaya Mushka Schneerson, passed away. And number eight, a hidden message. We don't know who first gave the month this specific acrostic, but the word Shvat can stand for the Hebrew express Shanishma Beserot Tovot, that we should be blessed to share good tidings. How appropriate in the month that celebrates the blessings of abundance, new life, and importance of the Torah. And that is from Chabad.org. Thank you very much for that. And let's get into something that I found on Safaria from one of my favorite rabbis, Rabbi Danielle Uppen from Clearwater, Florida. No, I see, I just let you know that I'm from Boston because I said Florida. <laughs> we put an R on the end of words that aren't there, and we don't put an R in words that are there. Like, for example, Pakika and Havid Yat. Well, when I moved to the South, I had to learn how to speak business English because I was speaking with my Bostonian accent, and people were looking at me in Georgia going, you're not from here, are you? As if there was something wrong with me. <laughs> park your car. What's wrong with that? No, it's park your car. So we have to get the words right. Anyway, okay, so it's not Florida. It's Florida. Okay. It's not I have an idea. In the Boston, they say, I have an idea. No, it's not idea. There's no R on idea. No, no, it's idea. I have an idea. Okay, here we go. So I found this on Safaria, wonderful place for biblical resources and tradition in Judaism. And th so thank you in advance to Danielle Uppen. And uh, she, if you want to find this uh, handout that is available, it's called Trees, Torah, Life, Meditation for Shvat. So that's what we're going to do here. I'm going to read her excerpt from the book of Psalms, Tehillim 92, specifically verses 13 through 16. The righteous bloom like a date palm. They thrive like a cedar in Lebanon. Now, why do I, I love this because as a senior citizen, I want to speak these words over me for longevity and not talk about my aches and pains. Planted in the house of the Lord, they flourish in the courts of our God. 
old age they still produce fruit. They are full of sap and freshness, attesting that the Lord is upright, my rock, in whom there is no wrong. Baruch Hashem. So let us go and do this tree meditation from Rabbi Danny. I'm going to read. While you get into a place that's comfortable, place your feet on the ground to feel the earth in the bottoms of your feet. Find a comfortable seated or, or standing position if you'd like. Feel connection of feet to the ground. Breathe deeply in from the soles of your feet. And exhale through the top of your head. Chest lifted, spine straight, gentle smile. Allow the breath to guide you into the present moment. Shake off the foliage of the par of the past that no longer serves you. Your arms are branches of a tree, and just as the leaves fall off the limbs, so goes your past. Give a mental shake to your branches. Watch the dead leaves fall away. Breathe into the space you have created for fresh life to form. Drop your attention down to the feet and feel the roots of your being, your history, generations before you supporting you and stabilizing you. And give a small prayer of gratitude for everyone and everything that has come before you, the rain, the soil, the whole underground interconnected web of roots, mycelia that bring you life and sustain you from moment to moment. Draw your attention up through your legs to your torso, feeling the sap rise up within you, warming and life-giving, new life, nourishing your spirit. Give thanks to the layers of bark as protection. Your backbone, giving thanks for the ideals that are instilled within you, holding you up, standing firm against the elements. Bring your attention to your branches. If you would like, extending your arms out, Stretching above you to the side, our arms and hands, a shelter for life and love, giving and receiving, holding and being held. See the verdant leaves, the budding flowers and fruit, your own gifts to the world, imbued uniquely to you to share, to provide, to nourish, and in turn, you are loved. You are part of this delicate ecosystem of life. Each of us planted in the Garden of Eden. Beauty to behold, to sustain 
and to be sustained by God's love and our nourishing commitment to one another. Breathe into this knowing, this wisdom, our interconnection, breathing new life. When you are ready, branches come down in a meditative state as I sing this Psalm 92 and see how it nourishes each one of us.
Breathing in again, the breath of life. Exhaling twice as long. Opening up your branches, lifting your chest high, the smile on your face, feeling love. Maybe you want to go out and hug your favorite tree today. What tree would that be? Mine would be a date palm if I, if I was in, in Israel <laughs> or maybe California. But I'm in Georgia, so how about if I'm going to hug a peach tree? Yes. Well, thank you very much for listening today. Thank you to Rabbi Danny Upin for her wonderful teachings in Jewish meditation. Sending blessings to my family at Ahavathachim in Atlanta. Hoping to get more involved musically with Kulanu. Kulanu. All of us. So I'm hoping, I keep thinking about this, getting a set of music together to sing for peace and justice for all in the Atlanta area. Sometimes I think, oh, I don't know. It's easier just to stay at home. <laughs> but I wasn't brought in life this far to just sit with my husband and rock my chair and watch the boob tube. So let me do my part. Let us all do our part. Thank you very much for watching and hope to see you again next Sunday at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. And don't forget to share this broadcast of a story and a song. Wishing you all peace, salam, and shalom. Mm -hmm.